Neck fat. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ask the Amigos. I'm John. <laughs> and I'm Aaron. And what a today, great way to start the show. We're going to be answering, we're going to be answering our Discord community's burning questions. Duncan Styles leads things off. He says, which TV show that you loved when young do you wish would be brought back today? Hmm. Hmm. I watched, I, I watched a lot of good shows when I was a kid, a boat. Uh, and I, this would, I say this with due trepidation. But I would love to see them revise and restart Wild Wild West, the original Wild Wild and West. And bringing Will Smith. Back. Will Smith can take off. I'm talking the original one with the uh, uh, Jim West, Artemis Gordon, the great Robert Conrad. You know, great show. I mean, you can't bring back those original actors because a couple of them have died. Miguelito Loveless is, is passed away. Actually, I think they've all died. But it was a great show, and the concept was a lot of fun, and it was lighthearted but fun. I would love to see that one come back. Also, Firefly, but that wasn't for my youth. But I always because I love it so much. What about you? Uh, I'd love to see them bring back Batman the Animated Series. Oh well, I watched wow. that every I day. Think, yeah, because well, remember, I was young when that was yeah, on. Yeah, it was. The the, time. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I love yeah. that show. Thank God they kept it going all through the Justice League and stuff. Mm-hmm. Of course, Kevin Conroy's passed away now. Mm-hmm. So and so that sucks, but man, what a what a great body of work they yeah. left behind. Yeah, we're finishing up Sherlock Holmes, and so we're Eep and I are going to transition into Batman. The, the uh, Jeremy series. Brett one. Oh yeah. What have you thought? Man, never have you been more right. I about told a television you. Series. And the thing is, if you haven't watched that one, you're missing out. Yeah. Because like I thought, because I'd seen the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock, I'd seen the best. Oh what? Are you nuts? Those shows suck. Yeah, they do. It's not his fault. He's good, but yeah. the show sucks, and yeah. he's a jerk in those. Yeah. No, Jeremy Brett, number one. Yeah. Uh, Duncan also asks, are you the type that will tweak an OS to give it a certain color scheme and layout, or are you happy with the default? Tweak. Tweak it. Have to tweak it. Have you seen Windows in the past 10 years? Tweak. All my Windows, I go in, the first thing I do is turn off all the crap that the ask you this, ask you to turn that crap off. What, no, what about like color theming? And no, I change it all. Oh, Everything, I make okay. it look like Windows 7, the, the menus... I got you know I yeah I change I change it to meet my needs mm. absolutely. What about you? When I first got a Mac, I was all into that stuff. Yeah. Um, now with Windows, I just I do whatever it tells me. You know what? You know who I'm was a slave the, to the system. The tweaker of all tweakers. The Chud. I remember Windows 3.11. He had that thing had he had three thousand icons and bells and dings. <laughs> Every menu made a different noise. Mm-hmm. I was like, my God, Chad. And he, he wouldn't he would he would have a set for Windows. But he would show me the infinite number of things he had. That's all he did was just collect the ability to change them. I'm like, you're a weird guy. Everybody got there something. Yeah. Uh, Is two Scooby asks, have you ever felt in physical danger because of an animal? <laughs> yeah, I delivered pizza for ten years. So yeah, absolutely. Dogs. I mean, I I, I got used to it after a while, but yeah. Plus, in West Virginia, I lived on Mud Mountain. I'd hear all kinds of crazy stuff about the woods. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that crap was. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time I came home, and there were weird, huge tracks in the snow on my porch. That's not good. Right up to the door. That's not like, good. Like, what was happening? <laughs> I don't even know. You know chupacabra. It could get you. Yeah. You know, Bigfoot, Chupacabra, mm-hmm. anything. They're in league, I've heard. I've heard that, too, yeah. Um. <laughs> what about you? You ever scared of an animal? Uh, my brother had an iguana. Yeah, Man, those are no good. They're mean. They get huge. They thrash that yeah. tail around. Who get, who collects those and keeps them as pets? That's yeah, weird. It was a dumb idea. We didn't realize when we got the iguana that would grow huge. And oh, mean. yeah, and they but get yeah, mean. Yeah. Hey, did you see how there's bears 
coming out of the hills at Sarita yeah, Canova. I, I didn't see that. Stopping planes from And those landing. are big bears. Yeah. Those are huge bears. Keep on the, uh, keep on the outlook, uh, Bootfest attendees. Bears scare yeah. me also, yeah. Uh, Graham asks, how do you feel about the obvious cash grab of EA Sports games not changing hardly anything in legacy games other than rosters and sponsorships and charging full price. They recently changed the FIFA 23 online play to 12 plus, yet they mislabeled the game as 7 plus as well. I like it. I'm glad they do it. I wish other games... No, I hate it. Who doesn't... Who Halo? <laughs> EA. Remember when Electronic Arts... They were like the... Uh, uh, they were, were the, the shining light. Yeah. Right. That's right. The Cadillac mm-hmm. boat of PC. They had it all. Mm-hmm. You got your Archons. Mm-hmm. You're looking at your Marvel match. You're looking at look at these guys. They're doing it all. Right. Yeah. And now look at them. Hated. You know, horrible bosses. Mm-hmm. Horrible to work with. Horrible to deal with. Horrible games that require all this extra money. Basically, roster swaps. He's right. It's all horrible. Here's the thing. As soon as your company, your games company, starts being a publicly traded company, it's all over because then you're just beholden to your stockholders. Yeah. And what do they want? Profit, no matter what it takes. I mean, the thing is, I wonder, though, is EA, has all their chicanery, I mean, think of how many games they've trashed. That no one like that. That no one wants to touch anymore because of they they that they put so much micro uh, transactions in. Well, there's got to be a happy medium. To, I mean, do you want to piss off all your customers? It's, I think that's that they're they're trying to walk that line. How far can we push people? And man, they're still they're still chugging be, along. That's gotta, I, know, so. I mean, people like American football. Mm-hmm. I mean, mad. Not how much the money I mean, they make comes out of mad, but it's got to be. I a think huge all of FIFA and Madden are the cash cows that drive that train. So. You know, and I like I love I liked actual Madden, John Madden. He was a great coach, great mm-hmm. commentator. I liked the some of the original Maddens, but they're not wrong. I mean, and they, I watch reviews of the new ones, and mm-hmm. they're always an unmitigated horror. Right. <laughs> so right. yeah, they, someday they're going to cross the line. Uh, Graham's second question is: I recently just took in a rescue kitten that was two oh. weeks old, walking on the highway when found. Have you ever rescued or rehomed or rehabilitated an animal? Yeah, all, both my cats came from. They were slated for doom mm-hmm. at the local pet shelter, Icky and Snowball. So yes, both those both my current cats came from the shelter. Teresa is actually sponsoring four dogs right now at the shelter. Uh, so we we like our pets. So we like animals. So I, you know, but unfortunately, in West Virginia and a lot of other places, there's a zillion. Pets running around everywhere. Yeah. Cats and dogs. Feral beasts. And, yeah, they're all yeah. over the place. So yeah, I have severe uh, dander allergies. Right, so but I mean, I you love you like. I love pets. animals. Yeah, I, I, if I didn't have that, I'd have all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, which staple food? This is Graham's last question. Which staple food could you not live without? He gives you the first choice is cereals, not like cereal, but like rice, oats, wheat, etc. Starch and root vegetables like pa- potatoes, carrots, and sweet potatoes. Legumes, which are lentils, peas, beans, or island fruits, coconuts, bananas, sago, etc. Hmm. So I could, I could get rid of one, one no, of those is no longer with, around. No, which one of these could you not live with? What's your favorite out of all those? Probably, probably the starches one. Potatoes, carrots, but I do. I will potato. say, I do like some island fruit. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie to you. That's true. That's I'm true. a big fan of the old island. So, <laughs> I, but I, so if I'm going to, so I can, so the, the question was which one. I can not live without. Right. And I would, yeah, I would probably, I don't know, because that would be like including bread and stuff, wouldn't it? Well, that that would be your cereals. Yeah, I'm going to go with cereals then. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, 
Yeah. Yeah, for me, probably cereals, but I love potatoes like yeah. like you don't know. I like them a ton yeah. right now, especially. Yeah. I, I love them. Uh, Ravi asks, what is the American public's reaction to you when you mention that you do an Amiga podcast? Do you have to explain the system? Every time. 100%. No one has ever said, man, I know exactly what you mean when you say you have an Amiga podcast. There was one guy, when I was at Walmart for Black Friday one time, <laughs> I was wearing an Amiga shirt. It was one of our shirts. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, man, the Amiga? And I was like... I literally, I told you. I think I called you that yeah, night. Yeah. I was like, some guy recognized the Amiga. That's like one guy out of right. all these years. So, no. And we have to do it every single, even people mm-hmm. that know and love and respect. I, I have a whole script where it's like, I, I go through the Amiga part real quick. And I jump and I say, do you remember the C64? And if they still give me a blank look, I say, well, we have a show about old computers. Yeah, and that's that, it. that satiates My them. thing is, we talk about a lot of European computers. Mm-hmm. That's the... That way you skip over most of right. it. Right. You know? Yeah, that's it. And that, that doesn't make them feel bad for not no, knowing about because, what no, it is. No, yeah, I don't, yeah. And I don't expect... If someone said, oh, yeah, I love the Amiga, let me explain why. Or if someone recognized this, I'd be stunned. Yeah, you know? we do a special episode about it. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that time I always wanted to do a special episode because I found Amiga discs at that resale shop? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, Sim City! I can't believe it! <laughs> uh, Stu says... Um, Good old Stu. First, last, everything... What's the first computer or console you ever used? What's the last one you used? What system or console means the most to you? You want to go first? On yeah. This? So the first computer or console I ever used was an Atari 2600. It was when I moved to Hurricane in 1985 and my neighbor had one. And so that was the first computer or console I ever Pretty used. Good. The last, the last one I used, well, I used stuff all the time, including last night. The last, I guess the last one I used was uh, the Mister last night when I was playing Falcon. What, what was it? So it was an Amiga, the Mini Mid Core. Yeah, Mini okay. Mid Core. Uh, the last console I bought, though, if you want to phrase it that way, the last console I bought was the Switch. Um, what system or console means the most to you? This is a tough one. I go back and forth between the NES and the Atari 1200XL. 1200XL means something to me. Because it was my first computer and was the first thing I spent a lot of time with. But the NES, like I used to dream about having an NES. Like it meant more to me than anything. So. Yeah, I understand. All right, how about you, man? Uh, first would be uh, some sort of generic Pong machine back in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, the what were the the, the last one the last would have one. been? Um, uh, I played Parasol Stars on the Mister, mm-hmm. so that would be that. What was the other one? What system or console means the most to you? Amiga, brother. I gotta say the Amiga, although the Vectrix is up there. But hey, I mean, I, I love the Amiga. I've played it more. I know more about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know it inside and out. I mean, in terms of the gaming side of it, I can't tell you anything about accelerators fooling around in the CLI. But when it comes to games, I could pretty much. I think I could talk about most games more than most people. So I feel like I've got something going that's on. That's true. That's true. I love the I love that old the old girl. I love her. So yes, I'd say the Amiga. What do you think about people this is my ask the Amiga's question. Oh, what do you man, think we about do that? what do you think about people referring to their computers as she? Like she's a beauty. Let's open her up. You know, I go back and forth on it. I'll tell you why. first of all that is Here, I'm gonna what? tell you my opinion first. Yeah, go ahead. If you're an old sea dog and you call your ship she, that's fine. Yeah, that's cool. If you're some geek in a basement, oh, burial. Don't call your computer she or her. That's just that's not a good look. Well, here's the thing. I don't have a problem with it. But when it comes to like I've told you this many times, most of the old computers stuff I'm like, okay, I look at it almost like I look at like a toaster or something. Because I've upgraded for years 
and I re, computers come and go, right? But I will say that I, my heart has softened to the notion of like being in love with these old machines to a certain extent, mm-hmm. as long as you don't get crazy about it, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know how anyone can be in love with like a DOS machine. That's the one thing that baffles me because <laughs> I mean, that's I don't because I mean I grew up with the DOS, mm-hmm. but I mean of other machines I could I have um, an easier time uh, understanding. But yeah, if she call it a she, people like uh, uh, like uh, uh, Adam said, some or they, people would call their car a she or whatever. I'm sorry, Curtis said that, so you know it's okay, but it's yeah, it's a little weird. Um, David Cavalieri says, "Do you says, name your car?" No, I've never named any inanimate object. Okay. Uh, David Cavalieri asks, he says, Good morrow, sirs. If someone were to offer you a million dollars to finish a game you detested in one sitting, what would it be? Uh, so he's going to give me a million dollars to play a game I, I hate, yeah, but I've got to finish it in one, in one sitting. One sitting. So, I can, so I've got unlimited time, but I just can't leave. All right. Well, do you have anything that pops into your head? Well, there aren't a lot of games that I can physically finish in one sitting, and all the ones I can, I do not detest. Man, there's a game I hate. Me and Brett talked about it. Shirley Maldowney's Drag Strip, or whatever. It's the, it was our worst game of ARG last year for the C64. If someone paid me, because I feel bad about it, because I love Shirley Muldowney as a, as a folk hero for what she did for funny car racing, but the game is just, it's it's... Unplayable. It's like dragster. If you never understood how to play, I remember play it. when you guys covered. So that. I would do it. I would do it, and I, I would pick that because I mean, if you're gonna truly hate a game. But can you finish it? Well, if I had unlimited time, I could finish it eventually. Uh, yeah, what says you have to? Fi- you have to finish it in one sitting. Well, I mean, I, I can still eat and stuff. Yeah, so that's I true. mean, a million bucks. I'd devote a lot of time to figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. I honestly don't know. I'm gonna go with your drag strip solution. <laughs> It's a big mistake. We're not getting no money. <laughs> Mr. Dave, 6309, asks, Tour de France, but mopeds. Good idea or fail? Well, every year I'll tune into the Tour de France mm-hmm. and just watch. And never have I seen a bigger collection of geeks and dorks who jump out in front of these bikers. It's And there's always, a, or like ram with a car mm-hmm. or motorcycle. It's like every year it's like, can't you control these people? You know, you ever watch his old footage? I'm going to rag on the Frenchman. No offense. And other people. Because I see it like racing. You know, there's like... Uh, the rally. And those guys jump out yeah. in front of the cars. You ever, you ever seen footage like the eight, like the early 1900s or right when cameras were around or pictures? Mm-hmm. Where like, there's some inane little crappy event in this town. And the whole town comes out because they've never seen... I don't know, a camber or right. a camel or whatever right. the hell's going on, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like these tours to France is. Like, every geek brings their whole family. It's like, we're going to stand right in the middle of the curve, you know? And then you've got these bikers careening down this path. They're all jacked up on juice. You know, they're not to be trifled with. Yeah. And then you, bam, you cause a big, huge collision. Yeah. It's and a big 8, thing. and 8,000 people die. And yeah. no one, otherwise, no one gets a crap about the Tour de France. They just want to point out how stupid these people are. I used to watch the Tour de France every year because I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it's an it endurance is. test. Yeah. That's before I found out how corrupt it, it well, was yeah, at the time. Yeah. You know? But it was fun. And America had it. We were in it. We were in it doing pretty well at the time, you know? But now, so mopeds? Absolutely. So when these geeks come out, give them lances, too, or spikes. You know what I'm saying? A nice flail. And just let them, every time a doofus, one of these village-dwelling dipsticks, 
comes off their tractor and thinks they're going to be a star, come by and just smack that sucker right upside the head. And it's in that sucker packing. What about you? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. 100%. Is it just me? Yeah. You, no, when it, you see well, this, like I said, it all goes back to like me watching those early '80s rally videos yeah. where people are standing in the road and they jump out of the way. Why don't you just not be in the road? Right. But that's part. And the thing is, why aren't you stopping them from doing that? <laughs> right. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. If they had one of those things in West Virginia, good luck finding a road. Can you imagine the road rallies here? You'd be dead a million times. Yeah. 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 Um, how, uh, Ricky DeRocher asks, how old do you think a game or console needs to be in order to be considered retro? Oh man, there's the question. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a solid answer for this. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years, 20 years from the present, before the present. My thing is, my usual thing has been anytime you move past cartridges, that's generally, but the thing is, I didn't see the Evercade and this crap honing the view (laughs) for these goose are like, we're back, we're back. You know, cartridges, I didn't see that coming. So you can't use that one anymore. So, you know, I don't know. I you know me and Brent, we have a pact on ARG. We'll pretty much play anything, but we don't want to play something that came out like this year. So, you know, I don't know. At 20 years, that's not, I don't know, that's a long time. Really think about it. Yeah. I mean, 20 years ago, it's, it's, it seems like there's been multiple generations of consoles since then. So yeah. So there's no reason why you shouldn't call it retro. So that's 2003. So that's the Xbox. How come you won't watch any of our Xbox shows Because the then? Xbox is stinky. Oh, it's not stinky. You love it. Um, let's see. Pajaco6502 asks, does having to read the manual put you off playing a game? Um, hmm. I'll answer first. Okay. If it's not for the show, Yes. Like, if they're like, man, you really got to get into this war game. Here's the manual. I'm like, are we doing a show on this? No. All right. See you later. Well, it used to big time. I would be like, I'm, you know this. Mm-hmm. I hated it. But now, the thing is, manuals are easy to get now. They're easy to read. I'm okay with it. Well, okay. Let me back up. If it's a modern game that has all the modern accoutrement with it, where I can feel like where. I just feel like learning the manual for a genre of a game, like a flight simulator. Like, okay, if I'm going to play like the newest Warthog or something like that, and I've got to read this huge manual, the payoff is I'm playing something that looks awesome. It looks like a real thing. Yeah. I'm not going to read a huge manual for a game that was made in the Like 80s. Euro Truck Simulator right. 2023. Right. You love those. Right. Things. Or right. trains. And I'll read the manual. I'll read the heck out of those manuals. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But just for retro games, no. That puts me if off. the manual is cunningly done, I can get but into they're ne- it. But they never are. I don't know. Sometimes they're not the simulation done. ones, though. Not well, ones like for example, hate. I owned Armageddon. Remember that one? Yeah, I and, remember and that like, one. And like that one, I I owned it. I looked at the manual. I'm like, what in God's name yeah. is this? So, yeah, that's a general. But we're not into those sorts of games. Yeah, you're like your boy Neil, him, a game of those guys. They they love that crap. Mm-hmm. They get in there like, oh God, oh, yeah. you know. But the, some people are into that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. What Anthony Jones? What Anthony Jones? Here we go. Do you love? <laughs> David Hearn Ryder asks: Are retro games better than modern games, or is it just nostalgia? It's nostalgia. I mean, it's both. Okay, that that's not fair. Well, what is a what is a modern game? Because modern gaming is so vast. Yeah, you've got games that are exactly like retro games, except they're new. There's a ton of stuff. If I may pull a term from the Pixel Gaiden crew, that are retro inspired that are quite good. You know, uh, like that racing game you were you really got into a yeah. while back. You know, or your favorite that the Broforce game, Broforce, or like or like the modern chaos. Mm-hmm. Did you find games? Listen, here's the thing: 
games, I mean, classic games, the one thing I like about them is I've got a short attention span. So I can flop one on, play it, have a good time, and I'm out the door, mm -hmm. right? Modern games I also enjoy because they're beautiful. They're easier to use. They're more intuitive. They're, they're, uh, you don't have to go through a bunch of rigmarole sometimes to get them working, right? They just work. I mean, sometimes you do. Uh, but, of course, I don't have a modern console. So I don't sit through and wait for updates. I'm sure that would be irritating and make me angry, which you don't have to do with. So, I mean, it's a mixed bag, right? Right. right. Yeah, I... You know, I'm going to sit down and play retro games because I want to put my brain in the in the, the nostalgic mindset. Uh, if I want to play something that's a that, that's a new experience, most of the time I'm going to go to a modern game because it's more convenient. They're going to have on-screen assistance. I'm not going to have to dip into the manual at all because there is yeah. no manual. I will say a few years ago, I would have said retro games right in the middle. But Steam has made it for me, has made it yeah. a lot more approachable. Then I have to care. Now, Steam pisses me off sometimes, but generally, the stuff works when you play it. Yeah. So, I will say that has helped. Uh, Anthony Jarvis asks, what's your worst experience of buyer's remorse? I think I just mentioned it a minute ago. I don't know. I've got that crazy retro system that me and Brett talked about. The uh, uh, Ooya? No, no, no. Even worse than that one. It, the one that you love, the educational machine. All the Socrates. The Socrates. Yeah. I bought that Socrates. I was like, man, I'm getting a great deal on this for like 80 bucks or 100 bucks. And I took that home and I was like, what did I just do? That's what happens when you get caught up in the moment of like an ARG show or one mm. of our other shows where you're like, oh, God, I got to have it. You know, I buy weird stuff all the time, you know, cheap stuff, but that was a lot of money for me, especially back then. And I've never hooked it up more than twice. Although it will be at Boat Fest. By God, I'm going to get some use out of that thing. It may be in the auction. I'll take you on on states and capitals. Oh, man. Just no math, please. What about you? Uh, yeah, practically everything. Yeah, because yeah, we could be here all day I mean, with you answering I buy question. stuff, thank God, for Amazon's generous return policy. Yeah. Because I suffer buyer's remorse on 90 I just bought a new color laser printer. Yeah. Okay. And I tried to cancel it, but it was too late. It arrived at my house yesterday. That thing was so heavy. There's no way I can bring that back to the UPS store. So I was like, well, so now you've got a I'm new printer. It. Yep, what was so wrong with your old color printer? Nothing. Why did you buy the new one? This one can do double-sided color. Oh. And mm. so, was it worth it? I don't know. Probably not. Boat buys all sorts of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, console-wise, like you... Now, video game-wise, or... Uh, I know what I would say if I were you. We you. Yeah, yeah, that's because it. Because it was so that's hard to it. get rid of, but yeah. you never ultimately and, got the money. And the thing is, I bought it just to play Mario Kart. Yeah. And after I was done playing Mario Kart, I was like, what else is out here? Nothing. It got and better so, eventually. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, the, Switch, the Switch, by the, by the time that that had happened, the Switch was Do already Do you have out. a Switch? Yeah. I could remember I love the Switch. I played all the time. Eve has one, too, doesn't No, you? we just, no. We just oh, have okay. it. We have a communal Switch. And by mm. communal, I mean it was mine, and Eve never plays it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um... Ravi asks, what were some of the first sites you visited when you got access to the internet? Oh, gosh. Well, um, a, a, really, a lot of the early sites were like um, emulation stuff. Dave's Video Game Classics was one I used to go to a lot. Me too, man. I'm so glad I've never heard anybody else talk about that site. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think about that from time yeah, to time. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it morphed over the years before it finally went away. Uh, uh, Zofar's Domain yep. is another one. Yep. I used to go to Scoops. It was like a wrestling scoop site I used to go to. Um, I used to go to, uh, I, I was really into like, like I thought IMDB was pretty awesome. I used to look at that a lot uh, back in the day. Um, it's funny. It's 
internet use has changed, right? Because there's so much social media. So mm-hmm. now you're those, you're mostly going through hubs. It's not like you're normally just typing in. I don't go to like that many independent web pages like I used to when it was. It's kind of sad, really. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't just never get to go there. But uh, yeah, those are the ones. Most emulation stuff. Shane Armand Rose site. I go there a lot too. I uh, when I first got the internet, of course, this is like 1995. Uh, I was an AOL user, and so AOL. We all were for a while. You, you were kind of playing in a walled garden where yeah. they had these keyword pages, and so I'd go to like the Beatles keyword page and these things. And then the other thing that I did really before I started exploring the web, I spent most of my time on Usenet groups because AOL mm. yeah. was one of the first companies to really open up the Usenet groups for anybody. Yeah, that's it. And uh, and so I and I couldn't believe it. I mean, that was a revelation to be able to find a community about any conceivable topic and yeah. talk to people. It's like, funny. It's you're right. I was on AOL too because that's all we could get on the internet, mm-hmm. and that's the only reason I got. And I didn't mm-hmm. like AOL even back then. But the one thing AOL did that was cool, and this is also sort of gone. They did have those little communities that they were built in AOL. Mm-hmm. They were CompuServe yeah. had them, and, and there was like Prodigy. a chat room. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. They, were, they were cool. Mm-hmm. And they had their own little games. But the, I was interested in the, in the World Wide Web, and the second I could get like Earthlink or something, mm-hmm. man, I was off AOL. I was gone yeah. as soon as I could. Because one of the things you couldn't do when there's like download mass downloads like news groups and stuff, mm-hmm. which I wanted to do. Right. I wanted to pirate a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what the internet meant to me. <laughs> sort of like flag. Because Tim talked about it. It's like mm-hmm. I'm gonna get a bunch of crap for my BBS. Mm-hmm. That's I felt sort of the same. I also way. spent a lot of time on a chat program called the Palace yeah. that the Brent got me into. It was one of these early avatar based yeah. uh things. Did you now when you first got on the internet it was dial up, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have uh high speed until I went to college. Can you can you ponder that for a minute? Dial-up internet. Yeah. It's very bizarre to yeah. think about. And I still remember, like, waiting on Friday night to, like, 3 in the morning to finally get through on a number. And, yeah. And, you know, AOL was just hammered because it was the only game in town. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Pixels at Dawn asks, What is the most poignant life lesson you've taken from your involvement in retro gaming? Poignant. Okay. I got one for oh, you. Oh, man. Go ahead. This hobby has made me realize what is really important and what is really fighting about in life and what is not. You mean which hill you're going to die on? Yes, yes. Because I've seen so many people argue about such dumb stuff. And I and it's like looking in the mirror because I've been that guy arguing about dumb stuff before. I like to argue, so there's that. But yeah, I understand what you're talking about. You do have to prioritize what you care about. You know, the one thing I have learned... What was the read the question again? Let me make sure I'm not. I'll make sure I don't screw up here. What is the most poignant life lesson you've taken from your involvement in retro gaming? God, poignant. Um, I guess the most poignant lesson is that there are people all over the world just like me, with and they have the same joys, the same highs and lows, and that I feel it made me feel less alone. Uh, than I than I did before I we got on the show. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. People talk to me, and they say, "Listen, I just had uh, I just got my new computer. I got my new video card. All right, soup. I just talked to soup." And on the flip side, some people say, "Listen, I just had a death in the family, or I just had a, a tragedy, or I got to go to the hospital." And it's it's uh, you know it's they're not just names out there. In the old message board days when you weren't around locally, mm-hmm. people were just you didn't think. I think this is what is lacking on the internet full stop. People look at these names. They don't think about them as humans. They just think about them as this sort of a autonomous, ethereal thing that's out there. They're not real people. They don't feel pain or get hurt when you say something nasty to them. 
and they get and so that that's something that could be learned by others. They need to open up a little bit and treat people nicely because everyone has the same problems that you got. Well said. Pajaco sixty five oh two asks, "Have you ever boycotted anything?" <sighs> boycotted anything? I am. Um, I don't think so. I don't think I have. It's either. sort of. I know people that boycott. Like I know uh, uh, someone who boycotted Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the reason they boycotted Amazon is because Amazon sold this product that did stuff that they didn't like. All right, I can't remember what it was. But the problem is, I mean, if you start boycotting people for stuff they did that you don't like. There's like layers and layers. I mean, you would never have anything or do anything or eat anywhere because there's all, at the core, there's there almost always somebody doing something you don't agree with somewhere down the chain of command, all the way from the top to the bottom. It makes it tough. Yeah. It's I another mean, thing where have I got down this hill? Right. I, mean, I normally it, don't. And I always think about like boycotts that matter, like the Montgomery bus boycott. You know, that was a thing. Yeah. That was that was that was a, that was a boycott. That right. was a real thing. That, yeah, that's yeah. people throw the term boycott around these days, and it, it's it's like the line from the Princess Bride. You know, the, this word doesn't mean what you think it means. I mean, if you're talking, you're right. By the way, there are there are boycotts, and then there are boycotts, mm-hmm. the real deal. Uh, um, I don't know. I just don't. I don't usually think about stuff enough to where I'm like, I'm just gonna. I'm so enraged. I'm just not going to do it anymore. You know, I I don't know. I'm sure something might come along. Is to Scooby asks, do you have any experience with the '80s pre-internet online services like CompuServe, Genie, Prodigy, etc.? Absolutely, absolutely. I was on CompuServe for. I mean, of course, BBSs. Obviously, BBSs were my number one. But occasionally, we would hop on. Uh, AOL or CompuServe, you know, and, and the problem with though, if, if you remember that far back is those services were per minute pay mm-hmm. back in the old yeah. days. And so, yeah. you know, the only time I ever got in CompuServe for a long time was when me and Chad were, Chad had this enemy that he was screwing. By, was it Starman? It, no, it wasn't Starman. It was, uh, it was uh, Moon Pup. Moon Pup. He was hosing, I think it was Moon Pup. He was hosing somebody, but he got hold of their CompuServe imp like stuff. And we got on there and downloaded pictures. I mean, they would charge you for everything back. It was it was a lot like the phones were. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't just get on there and just go bananas. Right. Eventually, AOL came up with the model where you could just get, you pay a monthly. Right. But I mean, that was long, that was long. long yeah, that was end. like 1996 or seven. Did you did you ever fall off Prodigy? I saw people get on Prodigy, but I never got on there myself. Nope. Like I said, I jumped from uh, you know an IBM XT to a Windows 3.1 machine. So. What was the big C64? Didn't they have one uh, uh, that you like an online like I was most a C64 centric oh. uh, thing. Uh, I don't remember the name of it, but I did see my buddy used to get on that mm. uh, and, and play around. But yeah, it was almost always Q-Link. Q-Link. That's it. It was almost always too expensive for anyone I knew. And by, also, we were all young, so good luck telling your dad. Listen, I'm going to run up forty dollar phone bill, and he's going to be like, "What are you doing?" And you're like, "I just screwing around." Screw him. Because I mean, there's no tangible. It's right. like, I'm taking your money and burning it, Dad. <laughs> and then you would, and then you would be murdered. So yeah, there you go. All right, uh, let's see here. Now we have uh, Ravi asks, "Did you have a pager at any point?" Brent did. I know Brent did. I never had one. Me neither. I, I remember my dad had one, but I never. had I one. knew lots of people had them because <laughs> I when I when I started working, it was already the era of cell phones. So I didn't want one. To be honest with you, well, because I don't want people to know where I'm at. Although that ship has sailed. Mm. 
Barkbit asks, best old folk advice you got as a kid that only now makes sense? What do you got? Don't piss off the boss. My dad used to tell me that all the time. That's a good, that's good. Um, my mom, my mom used to tell me, don't be doulas. That was her favorite phrase, doulas. So I try not to be doulas when I can help it. Although I will say, I'm less doulas now than I've ever been in my whole life. I am doing crap 24-7. Um, Mr. Dave6309 asks, would you rather be Mario or Duke Nukem? Duke Nukem, are you kidding me? I mean, that's all the fun. He's got the big weapons and crap. Mario can get killed by a turtle. Yeah, but Nukem's afraid for his life wherever he goes. No, he's not. He's the guy that they fear. Really? Plus, he can just... Yeah, Duke. Who would pick Mario between the two of them? Me. Mario does everything. He plays tennis. He plays soccer. He gets in a car and drives around. He can get killed by a turtle. Duke Nukem, <laughs> just, he just walks around and shoots pigs. Plus, how all everything's after him. Like, Duke Nukem, once you clear out the level, you're done. But then what are you doing? Got the strip club in there. They Or the bar. They got all kinds of stuff in there. Okay, you got a point. Andy Craig asks, what were some defining moments in your life that determined where you are now? Did you almost end up with a dif- different career or hobbies? Oh, God. I bet we both have a bunch of these. Yep. What, what, what do you have? Um, well, when I joined the band in middle school, obviously, not only did that give me my career, but it gave me my entire set of friends that steered my entire life, that still continue to steer my life. Um when I met a girl randomly from Korea and she was like, you should teach in Korea. And I was like, all right. And so I went to Korea and lived there for two years. That's a vintage boat. Um, Very suggestible. When I, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, so many, most of the decisions or most of the things in my life have happened because of just random things. Yeah. Uh, I can think of two things that were pretty pivotal. Uh, pivotal, uh, pivotal. Help me here. Pivotal. Why am I, not, why am I saying pivotal? You're adding extra syllables. Yeah. Um, so I did real poorly in college. You may have heard. I did. It wasn't because I was dumb. I mean, I was dumb, but not really scholastically dumb. I was just dumb. You were on the dean's list your first semester. Oh, yeah, I was. And then I was on the other list, the get the hell out list. My dad picked me up, threw me in the car and said, congratulations, you're going to your new school. I'm like, okay. And I wasn't going to cross the dad. And he put me in electrical, electronic school. And I got a degree. This two-year, little shabby so degree. So if your dad wasn't there to put you in the car. Yeah, I was in my bed at the time. He's like, get up. Where are we going? I'll show you. Get in the car. I There was no uh, talking. He's like, oh, by the way, you're paying for this. I'm like, okay. And so I, here I went. I'd never heard of this place. And so he en- enrolled me at, at, in electronic school. And I've, I've gotten a lot of mileage out of that degree. So that's one big thing. I can give the old man credit on that one. And trust me, I had. I think this is one of those, like, how old are you and you're still here? Because he didn't see it. There was no, I had no idea what was going on. Mm. The other thing is uh, the, my current job, like I've told you before, there's a rest stop before you get to the exit where you go to, to the, where I was going to have my, uh, to have my uh, a meeting with the boss. I had a panel meeting where mm. they were going to test me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to do it. And I was like, man, I pulled over this rest stop and I'm like, you know, I can just turn this sucker around. Take these business clothes off and go home. Screw this. But for some reason, I went. I was, I mean, by my standards, I was surprised. And then now my life is exponentially better because I got this job. Mm-hmm. You know, so those are two pivotal points I can think of off the top of my head. Um, Ben's asks, you receive a call from the police. Your amigo buddy has been arrested. What did they do? 
<clears throat> well, God, boat. I'm trying to think what what if I was gonna think you would do something because you're not a violent man generally. No. You're not really a thieving type man. You were talking about my dark side. Yeah, but you're not. I wouldn't. I'm, oh, I'm not saying you couldn't do something that was a arrestable offense. You know, I'm trying to think. Of seen you get? I've seen you get real mad at me, but not anyone else. I don't think. And maybe, it, maybe uh, I don't know. So I, I don't. It's not like you're an angry guy. So it would probably be a mistaken thing uh, for you. It would. Oh, maybe you would get into it with a parent at school. I can see something like that. So it'd be something like that. You mm-hmm. would have some parent you knew was being bad, and you just and you would hit the wall. And you went up and, and and took your sword out and cut this guy in half or mm. something. So that would be my guess. Yeah. I, my, along similar lines, I can see you, you know, maybe there's some prisoners hassling one of the COs and you're like, you just take it upon yourself to step in between them and settle things for yourself. Well, the, I will say one thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I guess it could happen. But most of the guys in the prison, the guards, are like much better than me. Although there are some tiny little girls from there, but I mean, I would if a prisoner tried to get cute, that'd be a bad day for that prisoner. This, 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 that'd be bad time. I've seen it happen. It's boot, it's boot city for that guy. So yeah, but yeah, thank you, boat. At least you didn't say something horrible. No. Um, Ben's. Oh no, I'm sorry. Ravi asks, "Do you think night? This is a visual element here. Do you what think that? Commodore UK's plan to brand everything with Amiga logos and build in an Amiga infinitely modular range of machines?" would have saved the Amiga commercially. Holy crap. Is that- so this is the Amiga UK's plan is to build a totally modular so Amiga. This is current? No, no. This oh. is back in the day. Okay. And uh, that would save Amiga if they just made everything modular and branded all the parts Amiga parts. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's a neat idea. That's sort of what Stephen Jones is doing in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Yeah. You know, but no, that wouldn't have saved Amiga. They're, they're not getting saved. We get this. They're screwed because they were their upper management was dumb. The people that ran the company were dumb. They didn't care about the company. They wanted the money. They had no idea what they were doing, and they dropped the ball. They really dropped the ball when they bought Amiga, because they had Commodore let C sixty four money, and but they when they got they paid the money for the Amiga. They got the Amiga. They didn't know what to do with the Amiga. They never were anywhere near as competent as they were at the C sixty four. So there's, but that is cool. But no, I don't. What about you? The only thing that would have saved the Amiga is they would have had to undergone the same thing that Apple did, which is undergo a processor change. The sixty-eight thousand had reached its end, and it was time to move on to something else. And I really think the only thing that could have saved the Amiga is if they would have just created their own brand of x eighty-six branded PCs. I, I, I'm gonna. I can see where you're. I'm, I'm gonna say this. I agree with you partially. Because Apple is what Amiga, that was the be- the only chance they had was to be like Apple. Mm-hmm. I mean, and when I say that, I mean to do it like Apple, to come out, come back and have be a niche. Mm-hmm. I don't know about ditch the sixty eight thousand, but what I ultimately what would have had to happen is you're gonna put, if you're gonna put a new computer down that's not an x eighty six, you're gonna have to say, start over basically. Like okay, that was the Amiga like this, like they did with the C sixty four, right? The Amiga didn't run C sixty four stuff. Same thing. Okay, the Amiga's done. Here's our next generation, Blah, and put that out there instead because they milked the same chipset too long, you know. And that's, but I mean, again, that's not what killed them, but it didn't help. Right. David Hearn Ryder says, "Do you feel more a part of the local community living in a smaller town compared to bigger towns or cities you have lived in?" Yes, although I don't do a whole lot of community stuff, but I still get together for like the community park days and 
go see movies at the park. And I know a lot of people here, obviously. I mean, I lived in Lexington. I've spent a lot of time in Louisville. I've lived in Huntington. I've lived in Charleston. Uh, and really, I felt pretty communal in Lexington as well. I knew a lot of people. I used to go to user group meetings there and stuff and have fun. I think it's just a it's a matter of what you get into, right? It doesn't because a lot of people are like oh, there's nothing to do here. There's always something to do somewhere if you get into it. There's something going on every day. Yeah, you know? I, I, I that that's my answer. My answer is that the community is what you make of it. And you're a super community guy because you're in the community, the city band, yeah. and you do and work I, at the school. I'm also and, a public figure, right? So, right. I mean, people people know me wherever I go. Yeah, which is good or bad. But um, but I felt like when I lived in South Korea and I lived in a city of a million people, like I'd still go places and, and see people I knew. Uh, it's just I went out all the time and I did stuff that was community related. I've always sort of been uh, inclined to do that sort of thing because I feel some sort of like, I don't know, I always feel like part of society not falling apart is having a certain percentage of people go out and do that stuff Mm -hmm. and not everybody is cut out to do that sort of thing but i feel like i need to overcome my laziness and try and do stuff like the community band and stuff like that did you feel when you were in korea or you've been all over uh, in england uh, were they more of a community did they did they feel more like a community than like Oh, USA stuff. Korea definitely because it's it's direct. I I honestly believe that it's directly related to how walkable your society is. Yeah, because when you've got people out walking around, you are in the midst of lots of people. Right, and that just naturally makes you feel like, oh yeah, I'm part of this thing. That's why New Yorkers are so proud to be New Yorkers. I think it's not because there's like some small tight end. It's like eight million people live in New York, but because you're constantly intermixed with all these people as you're out walking around, you feel like you're part of this group. Yeah. Um, and also in Korea, there's uh, the the focus on the family unit is so much greater that everybody feels like they're kind of watching out for everybody. It's like people, you hear old people talk, we always watched out for everybody's kids, you know. That sort of thing still happens in Korea. At least it happened 20 years ago when I lived there. Mm, so Interesting. Um, okay. Uh, Spinny 108 says, as a proud Lancastrian, I can turn any meal into a sandwich known as a buddy. B-U-T-T-Y. Hmm. Is this something you do or have considered? So can you turn any meal into a sandwich? Not any meal. Like soup, for example. <laughs> the old soup sandwich. Uh, no, So no. I, 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 I'm a traditional sandwich guy. I don't go crazy with the sandwich. Just regular stuff. What about you? Um... I'm trying. Yeah, well, I mean, what can't you turn into a sandwich? Put a hot dog on there, something like that. It's but that, I mean, out. a hot dog is a sandwich. Well, I mean, technically, I guess, sort of. But I mean, I, 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 you could take two pieces of bread and stick a bunch of hot dogs or any sausages. Yeah, I've seen people eat like mashed potatoes on bread. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would, I would say yes because, like, at school when they have like Salisbury steak and mashed potatoes, I'll take that roll and open it up, put all that stuff on there, and yeah. eat it. Yeah. I never do that. Yeah. I don't like my stuff mixed up like that. Uh, Spinny108 asks, have you ever been repeatedly mistaken for someone else? For about five years, one guy kept saying, hi, Paul, every time he passed me on the street. (laughs) No idea who he or Paul was. I just smiled politely. Who said this one? This is Spinny108. A lot of people here around here look like me. (laughs) That would be true. Uh, uh, But I don't recall being confused with anybody regularly. What about you? Uh, people used to think they they never confused me with this person, but they said that I resembled the lead singer of Bare Naked Ladies when I was in college. Really? Yeah. 
You look more like the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins. Now, of course. Bald, <laughs> fat, bitter. You're not you're not grumpy <laughs> enough, or, and your voice isn't high I also enough. haven't bought a wrestling promotion. Not yet. Not yet. Um, David Hearn Ryder asks, It's said that Honky Tonk Man accidentally grabbed a real guitar to whack Jake the Snake. Uh, can you name <laughs> a time you planned something that went horribly wrong? First of all, is that true? I've heard that. I will say Jake sold it great. You're really, the funny thing about that bit is Jake used to have this set. It's called the Snake. It was like an interview show. Mm-hmm. And there was a door. And so he badmouthed Honky out the door. And so Jake was in the doorway going like, you stupid bum. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah. Well, Honky just walked around the set <laughs> and just came out the other side and just went, and just, and just gave him the kabong. It was pretty funny. That's pretty uh, good. Yes. Thank, many things I've done that have went horribly wrong. Like I said, I've, I've beaten the tar to Brent back in the day a bunch of times. Like, and I often didn't mean to. There's this bit I saw on TV when I was a kid where you could you could uh, take a, a little kid and they'd reach between your legs and you could grab their arms and pick them up and oh, spin yeah. them around. I, yeah. I did that, but in my version, I grabbed Brent's arms, I pulled up, and he just tipped forward with no way to protect <laughs> himself and DDT'd himself on a concrete floor. And then went to the hospital. That didn't turn out like I'd hoped. So, yeah. Didn't get over with the folks, I don't know. didn't get over with Brent either. He went down with that. Um, most of my plans come to naught. <laughs> so I, it's hard for me to think of one at this exact time. I like your pinball plan, for example. Like these plans you've got. Like, oh, oh yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, I, well, actually, what is my pinball plan? Just, uh, any of it. It's like we're going to walk through the backyard. Oh, yeah. We're going to bring this down the stairs. Like, all these crazy plants are moving all this heavy stuff. Yeah. And it, it was horrible. Yeah, most of my arcade plans fell through. No, not yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, Andy Craig asks, would you be interested in an Atari 1200XL Mini? How about a mini cell phone like the iconic Nokia? In 20 years, would you want a mini version of this mini? Has the mini craze gone too far? A mini 1200XL, yes. That'd be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Uh, I, I'd like to see what kind of games they put on that sucker. Because you could drop the ball big time. You've got to have the tippity top of Atari games to get that thing to sell. Yeah. Uh, what was it? A mini Nokia? Mm-hmm. Like, just more if it nostalgic played, If it feelings. played the J... Was it J two P yeah, JP two M or the M E or J P M E? If it played those, that might be kind of fun. Although I like playing those with like an actual controller, not a phone. Especially a mini phone. Yeah, and a mini phone would be tough. <laughs> that would be a tough one. But uh, we're not playing it on minis yet. I keep hearing about some other ones that might be coming. You know? I don't think the mini craze has gone too far because people love miniature things. That's why model trains are a thing. We're just of the generation where we don't play with model trains. We play with model mini. Consoles. If I had a model train, I'd probably play with. They're pretty cool. I mean, the Chud's dad, he was the model train freaking master. Really? He had the table. Mm-hmm. Even to this day, Chad's basement is full of model trains. You think stuff. Chad, Chad ever goes down there and just runs them? No, he never never takes them out. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was pretty cool. You know, but I mean, you talk about pricey, bro. Oh my gosh, yeah. It makes computer sit by and look like nothing. You're not kidding. Uh, Spinny108, for his third question this month, we allow three questions per user. Uh, I have never driven a car in my 50 years on this planet. How long could you survive without a car? Zero minutes, because we we have to drive to our jobs. Yeah, and that and, and I drive. You're not taking a bike to where I'd go, and bo- boat either. Yeah, I mean this isn't a bike zone. Yeah, it's 30 miles to to my work. Really? My so yeah. mine's mine's exactly 40 miles yeah. from my front door yeah. to get back, and so it's every day it's an 80 mile drive. And I'd say it's probably easier than your drive, given where you've got to go. So, yeah. West Virginia is a tough 
this is a tough place. This isn't like a, a local seaside community where you walk to the down to the pub or whatever. There ain't no pub. There ain't no walk. In a, I mean, you can walk somewhere, but I mean, you're not going to be walking to work or even getting on your bike. And you also get killed if you're on your bike. This isn't a bike area either. Yeah. Uh, Istu Scooby says, what has been your biggest splurge purchase? Uh, you mean ever? The pinball machine was pretty splurgy for me. I have to say, I, I spent some bucks on that, and I I enjoyed it too. But that I'd say that one. Your new pinball the, machine, the the, uh, the at games legends. Yeah, because these are investments. I can get the money back. That right. one probably won't ever be worth as much again. But I wanted one. So. Mm-hmm. Um, probably computer. When I bought my first PC after being a Mac person, I spent like probably fifteen hundred. So that was a big splurge, and it wasn't necessary. What do you think your best deal, like video game or computer-wise, you know, like system-wise? Did you ever get a really awesome deal on something you're like proud of? Most stuff. That's why I buy most stuff is just to be able to brag about how good of a deal I got on it. <laughs> you're one of those, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, probably I got like a Saturn six controllers with the multi adapt the Nights into Dreams controllers. Yeah, uh, a couple games. I got all that for like a hundred bucks. Holy shit! Yeah, smokes. I got a great deal on don't, that. Don't don't listen to the Brent rant against. Against Bomberman, if you've got that set up. <laughs> I had that set up. That's why I bought it. I bought it for that. At that time, I did not have six friends. I'm assuming so you no longer have that. I bought. I sold it when I went to Korea. Yeah. Um, David Cavalieri asks, Lords of Hurricane, if you two had to duel each other to death, what is the one medieval weapon you would choose and why? It wouldn't be sword, I can tell you that. <laughs> Bow would cut me, in, cut me in half. Medieval weapon. Um, you know, I'm pretty handy with a bow staff. From back in the day, I like the distance you get with it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so if I had to duel you to the death, boat. Although I also like those things they fought with. Remember when Spock? They had to go back to Spock's homeworld of Vulcan because of the uh, of the uh, Spock was in uh, that. What was it? The te- the Benfar or whatever. He had to go back and mate, and he had to fight Kirk. And they fought with these crazy weapons. Like the fugle sticks? That's right, but there's mm-hmm. one sound like it looked like a Q-tip, and one sounds like a blade. Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. With the music. What about you? Um, I definitely want something sharp. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd probably go, I'd probably go with a sword. There's a couple good ones in the chat here. The glaive, good choice. Catapult would be good. Also, I thought about one other one. Conky guitars. Conky mm, talk yeah, guitars to death. Yeah. Or El Cabong guitars. El Cab- <laughs> Listen, let's not get down that road again. <laughs> Andy Craig asks, have you ever worked on some old gear that was so wonky you started to wonder if it was haunted? Maybe gremlins in the machine? Oh, God, yes. I work, I did computer repairs, like, forever. <laughs> and when I worked, did it professionally for 10 years or so, you would just get machines. I mean, you'd, it'd be, you'd fix them, they'd work fine. You'd put them back together, they'd stop working. And, you, and you'd take them apart. And you'd put them back together, and it's over and over and over it's just like, you're like, what did I do? You give up. Like, why did this thing hate me? I would scream at the machines <laughs> like a person. You, How could you do this to me? Why? What did I do? I feel that way about our uh, Amiga 600. Yeah. You know, you've worked on it. Frank's worked on it. It still does not, it still doesn't work right. Look, Amiga Cammy thinks our fight to the death should be with whips and sexy boots. I, yeah. Now that <laughs> I can get into. What a way to go. That's right. Um, Super Tech Boy has three quick fire questions. First one: Have you ex- ever experienced the Mandela effect? I hear a lot about it, but I can't think of any time that I've experienced it. I know I have. I know there's been people that I thought were dead that haven't been dead, like Abe Vigoda. 
Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, um, that That is, I didn't realize that was part of it. Yeah, the yeah. Mandela effect is just something you believe is true. Yeah, I would swear that people were dead and they weren't. Mm-hmm. You know, it just happened to be a couple weeks ago. I can't remember who it was, but yeah. Yeah, that's, that, you're right. That's one. Uh, if you could plan a WrestleMania, what would be one thing you would make sure happened? Um, I, I'd want someone really awesome to sing America the Beautiful, and I'd get to choose them. If I could pick anyone through history, I would, I would get, like, Karen Carpenter to come out and sing it. That'd be my thing. And that because the wrestling's going to be what it is. People remember that. I would do nothing. Yeah. But um, but the the black light Mountain Dew pure black matches where they have oh, black God, light no. stuff. That would be I the worst that. WrestleMania of all time. <laughs> and you can't see what's going on. All you see is people flinging liquid all over the place. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it would have Zeus. <laughs> I um, knew it. Last question from Super Tech Boy. If the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were in a last man standing match, which turtle would be the last turtle standing? Well, I'd hate those guys. I mentioned how much I don't like the Teenage Mutant Ninja I like their game, their arcade games, but I don't like the, I've never liked those guys. Uh, the guy with the sword is the guy that I always play. Which Leonardo. One is that him? So mm-hmm. I'd want him to win. Um, I would say Leonardo because he has the sharpest weapon with the most reach. I would like what's the geek manager's name? The old rat guy. What's his name? Splinter. I like to see him turn heel mm-hmm. and like poison their pizza and then like make soup out of them and then join up with the other guy. That's the way I would end the series. Is that too dark? What is too Scooby asks favorite member of the original Ghostbusters? Um, Egon. See, I'm just like you with the turtles. I hate the Ghostbusters. Oh, uh, you don't like the go- I mean, the original cool yeah. Ghostbusters, but they're not really that cool, and that movie's not that great. The first one, yeah. Oh, it's great, no. great movie. I watched. It I guess you had to be there. Um, Pajaco sixty five oh two posts a picture, not a question. I'm moving on. <laughs> Barkbit asks, "What phones are you rocking, and are you happy with them?" You just uh, got a new phone. Well, n- not that recently. Yeah. Uh, what do I have? Samsung Galaxy. I don't know, something. I've never bought a smartphone. This, People this, give you stuff all yeah, the time. Yeah, Brent gave me my first phone, my first smartphone, and I think my parents bought me this one. Mm. Because they know, I, I and they, they they took the other one out of my cold, dead hand. Like, I wouldn't give it up. <laughs> it was like, you saw it, it was mauled, mm. all jacked up, but it still worked. But yeah, that's so, I, I yeah, Samsung something, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I have an iPhone XR that I got in 2018, so it's... Five years old, I have no reason to upgrade. Yeah, well, they'll make you upgrade eventually. You want people say that about Apple all the time, but they actually don't. No, they do. They do. You know, forced, forced, uh, they force you. <laughs> you know all about it being such a long-time That's Apple right. user. Hey, listen, there, there's a ton of law. I just saw a thing where there's, uh, people, uh, a whole country filed suit against them because of that. It just happened, like, last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did. Duncan Styles. Get my says, sexy boots ready. <laughs> the Muppets. <laughs> Which are your favorite characters on the Muppets? Oh man, Animal is great. Uh, Curse Kermit, you gotta love him. Um, gosh, there are so many good ones. Um, I like the whole band, mm-hmm. the Electric Mayhem. <laughs> Electric Mayhem, <laughs> they're great. I like every one of them. Um, I like the the Bomber guy. Mm-hmm. I like him. Gonzo, I like him. I mean, I like Cookie Monster. He's another one. A Beaker. He's another great one. So you like them all, is what you're saying? Well, I mean, I'm just. It said name my favorites. I'm naming. No, it them. says the what? Oh yeah, it does say multiple characters. So what I'm about sorry. you? Uh, my oh th- Ralph, Ralph the dog. Yeah. I got him too. My favorite is Fozzie. I just think he's hilarious. You remind me of Fozzie. You sometimes. remind me of Fozzie sometimes. What? He's covered in hair. <laughs> 
How do I remind you of Fozzie? You, then? you sort of talk, for, listen. It's because you've got a puppet. All right, that's what it is. I don't know what to tell you. You do. And with that, everyone, we reach the end to this installment of Ask the Amigos. As always, if you are a member of our Discord community by going to Patreon.com/slash/AmigosPodcast, you too can ask us a question, which we will answer live at Boatfest on the next edition of Ask the Amigos. Statler and Waldorf. I forgot about them. They're, They're great very too. good. We'll see you guys next time. Until then, adios. adios.